It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Dan Grasser Show, 98.7 ESPN. We're taking it till the top. Then it's Islanders hockey, the Isles and the Habs coming up from Montreal this afternoon. We've been all over the map this morning. A lot of basketball, the fallout from the Nets dismantling. Certainly the Jet quarterback situation whose name is going to pop up once the wheel finally stops spinning. We still have no ideas. Still haven't heard from Aaron Rodgers because he's in his darkness retreat right now, so we don't know what he is thinking potentially here moving forward. So we wait, we watch, we see. Derek Carr is doing the tour game right now with the New Orleans Saints, but still no contract, so who knows where this thing is going to fall out. No, by the way, tomorrow... There's a big football game with Super Bowl 57 between the Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. It is finally almost here. And, hey, last football game we're going to get for several, several months. So uh, enjoy it. And it's a party day. You know, I don't know how many times we've been over this. It's, it's The last real football day was conference championship day. This is Super Bowl is not even as much for the true football fan. It's more a party. It's kind of like a national holiday type thing. But you get a game. You hope it's a good one. I think it will be a good one and a competitive one between these two teams because I think they are very evenly matched when you look at Philadelphia and you look at Kansas City. And by the way, we're going to be with you again tomorrow at 11 a.m. helping you set the scene and get ready for Super Bowl 57. So a nice little pop-up Super Bowl Sunday show tomorrow at 11. So we'll talk to you uh, at that point as well. Yeah, you're darn right, lady. Um, You know, another thing you have to factor into this game, and I'll throw this out there for you guys. I don't know how much you believe in trends and stats and tendencies when you're looking at these games but how much do you believe in the the MVP jinx as it pertains to Patrick Mahomes in this game coming up here tomorrow because the other night at the NFL honors you know Patrick Mahomes won the NFL most valuable player award and deservedly so but the last nine reigning most valuable players that played in the Super Bowl in that season they won the MVP have lost. Nine straight. Like, this isn't just like one or two. This is nine. There has not been a most valuable player in this century that has won a Super Bowl in the year that he has won the MVP. That could stand for something here. And if you run down the list, 2001, it was Kurt Warner. And, of course, his Rams team lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl. That was Brady's first one. Next year, Rich Gannon was the MVP with the Raiders. They got smoked in the Super Bowl by Tampa Bay, his old coach, John Gruden. 05, you had Sean Alexander, the Seahawks running back, win the MVP. They lost the Super Bowl to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Super Bowl 40 with Jerome Bettis, that was an awful Super Bowl. And, and the bad officiating there, the non-holding calls with uh, Willie Parker. Remember that one? Uh, 07 was Tom Brady who won the MVP. Of course, that was the Giants that picked them off that year, spoiling the uh, 18-0 and run. 2009, Peyton Manning was the MVP. They lost to the Saints in the Super Bowl. 13, it was also Peyton Manning. He was the MVP. His Broncos team lost to Seattle at MetLife Stadium. The uh, Adam Gase disaster that day. 
Cam Newton was the MVP in 2015. They lost to Peyton in the Broncos in that Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl 50. Matt Ryan was the MVP in 2016. His Falcons team blew a 28-3 lead against the Patriots in that Super Bowl and lost. And then 2017 was Brady, uh, the MVP, and they lost in the Super Bowl to Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. So the last MVP to win a Super Bowl in the same season, you got to go back to 1999, Kurt Warner and the greatest show on turf. That was when Warner burst onto the scene, the Rams came out of nowhere and won that Super Bowl. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, more than two decades since an MVP won a Super Bowl. I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to think that maybe, just maybe, that dam might break or it's due to break. I mean, this thing can't continue, can it? I mean, we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a damn good player. I mean, I just ran down a laundry list of guys who were Hall of Famers, some of them, you know, immortals, you name it. But, you know, Patrick Mahomes is going to be in that category one day. Although, I do want to at least pump the brakes on one thing, if you'll indulge me. I know that everybody wants to live in the now. And the what have you done for me lately? Like, that's the society that we live in, especially when it comes to sports. But the stuff I'm hearing from, uh, you know, in the Patrick Mahomes side of things over the last week, just about, you know, ultimately he's going to overtake Brady and he's going to be considered the greatest quarterback of all time and he'll be the new GOAT one day. I, I mean, let's pump the brakes a little bit, Pete. I mean, think, like, people just talk and don't think when they talk, right? They, they just say things but really don't absorb the things that you're actually spewing out into the universe. And some of that stuff is dangerous, like really, really dangerous and irresponsible, like stuff like this. I mean, th do you realize what Tom Brady accomplished? Think about it. And think about how long he was able to accomplish such things. For 20 years, not just how many Super Bowls he won and MVPs he won, but for 20 years... Every single season, that dude stepped on the field. You felt his team was one of the two or three that had the best shot to win the trophy each and every season. That's remarkable. That, to me, is almost like goat-worthy more than anything else. If you could say that about a player for two straight decades, that's awesome. Patrick Mahomes, he got a long way to go. Patrick Mahomes only been a starter for five years. So he has to do what he's done already what, three more times at this level of excellence? Isn't that unfair to expect any human being to continue at that rate and at that pace? And look, I'm the same guy that's trying to tell you, and I believe this, that if you are talking about a career and the start to a career, Patrick Mahomes has had the best five-year start to his career than any quarterback in the history of the NFL, including Brady, regardless of what happens tomorrow. Tom Brady didn't win two MVP awards in his first five years as a starter. He won three Super Bowls. But you know what? He had a good team around him as well. Okay, Brady wasn't a regular season MVP until his seventh year as a starting quarterback. Mahomes has two of them already in the first five. Mahomes is going to be playing in his third Super Bowl already. All right, remember, Brady missed the playoffs altogether in his second year. People forget that. It's not like he was going to the Super Bowl every single season. He missed the playoffs in his second year, and in his fifth year, in 05, 
They lost in the second round to Jake Plummer and the Denver Broncos in the playoffs. Mahomes has been in five straight championship games and three Super Bowls. Nobody has been able to do that as a starting quarterback in their first five years. And it's not like Mahomes is somebody who's along for the ride either. He is the engine that makes that team go. But when you're sitting here and trying to forecast greatness and sustaining that level, you know, one of the things that aided Brady and allowed him to be successful for a lot of those years was the partnership with Bill Belichick. You can't deny that. So Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes have a great thing going on right now, but Andy Reid is 64. And Andy Reid has been a head coach like nonstop for the better part of 25 years. You know, he didn't take a year off after getting let go in Philadelphia. He jumped right into it in Kansas City. This has just been his grind for the last quarter century. You know, he's 64. What if he decides one day, like, let's say he wins this Super Bowl, and now he's got two of them. What if he decides in the next year, next two years, that, you know what, I want to enjoy the rest of my life. Maybe I want to take my foot off the gas a little bit here. Well, don't you think that might have an impact on what Patrick Mahomes and then subsequently his football team is going to be able to accomplish? You know, the other thing, too, Patrick Mahomes makes a lot of money right now, and deservedly so. He's the best quarterback in football. He should be paid handsomely. But if you're Patrick Mahomes down the road and trying to keep the band together and in trying to keep this team together and make sure that each and every season you are going to be successful and can win a championship, is Patrick Mahomes going to take a haircut? and give back some of this money and, and, and renegotiate his contract to where there's going to be more money for Kansas City to allocate in the salary cap so they could get some more good players around here to help Patrick Mahomes? Because remember, Tom Brady did that. And I'm not sitting here trying to say that Tom Brady is a saint or a martyr or for whatever he's trying to, you know, for taking less money. But Brady did that knowing that if I take less, it's going to give me a better chance to win because that means we have better players on our team. Is Mahomes going to do things like that? And I'm not using this as a knock against them. I'm just saying there are a million different things that all have to conspire consecutively that contributes to a singular player's success or fail rate, especially in the National Football League. And to jump to these conclusions and say everything that happened to Tom Brady for two decades, the same is also going to go the way for Patrick Mahomes. I mean... Shoot, I don't even know what the hell's going to happen tomorrow, much less what's going to happen 10, 15 years from now. That's the downside of our business. You know, that's what spoils it sometimes when people make these irrational takes like that. Relax. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy the now. And appreciate what we're watching when you see him take that field tomorrow. And not worry about what he's going to be in 15 years from now when his career is over. It's silly. But let's talk some Super Bowl. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Dan Grosser Show till the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Crossing Show, 98.7 ESPN. Take it until the top of the hour. Then we got a little Islanders hockey. Islanders and the Habs. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. You got Knicks Jazz coming up later tonight. You got Rangers Carolina over on the 10.50 side of things. All starting at 7 o'clock. So uh, a big day of sports. And then tomorrow, you get Super Bowl 57. I'll tell you what is another good omen tomorrow. That we might actually get a competitive game and a good game. And one that you're really captivated by for four quarters. Given the fact that it's in Arizona. Arizona has been a pretty good host for Super Bowls in the past with good competitive games they've had three of them now once upon a time the first one they got that was at old sun devil stadium there at arizona state so it wasn't at the building now uh you know that the cardinals play at that was uh the last time the cowboys won a super bowl it's been that long ago in 1995 that was super bowl 30 that was when the cowboys beat the steelers that was the neil o'donnell game with the two interceptions to larry brown but it was you know a memorable game, so to speak. I mean, even just for the interceptions, for example, and, you know, how that happened. And it made a household name of Larry Brown and got him a big free agent contract after that game with the uh, Oakland Raiders and never really lived up to it, to say the least. But then the two Super Bowls you've had at this building before, of course, everybody remembers Super Bowl 42 with the Giants and the Patriots. Don't have to say any more there. And then you had the Malcolm Butler game was in that building as well with the Patriots beating the Seahawks in Super Bowl 49 and the dumb decision by the Hawks to throw the ball down near the goal line. So three games, three memorable games in Arizona for the Super Bowl. Let's hope we get a fourth one tomorrow. And I, and I think you will. I, I think, I mean, look, the line tells you that a lot of people, Vegas thinks that the game is going to be competitive, and, and so do I. And as far as which way I'm leaning when you have two teams that are this competitive and this close, and I, and I do believe they're evenly matched. I mean, I understand that each team, you know, has strengths more so than the other. But if the game is razor thin, I tend to side with the team that has the best player, and that's Mahomes. And I'm willing to bet that an extra two weeks of rest for that ankle is going to do him good. No, oh, by the way, even two weeks ago, the ankle was good enough to win the AFC Championship game against a really good Bengals team that most people thought would actually go into Kansas City and beat them, and a team that had owned the Chiefs in the three prior times that they played. So tomorrow, I think it's going to be a squeaker, and I think Mahomes 
is too good to lose again in the big game. So I think Kansas City wins a close one tomorrow. Say, yeah, lock it up. Let's lock it up. Let's say 27-23. Going to be a fun one. Good game. Anthony in the mail truck is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Anthony, good morning. How are you, my friend? Dang, good morning. What's going on, brother? Doing good. Good, man. Uh, first and foremost, I am thrilled that Joe Klecko finally got in. Um, yep. I've known the man since I was, you know, seven, seven eight years old. And, uh, they, I mean, you, you know what I'm preaching to the choir with this one, but he is the most genuine, uh, kind-hearted man on the face of the earth. Um, but I also I, I wanted to uh, get to the Super Bowl a little bit. So my my thing is, I think that it's it's a matter of who's more healthy. And to me, I think that the shoulder concerns, and this could be a little biased too, because I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. But um, and thanks for bringing up the '95 uh, Super Bowl. I appreciate it. The last time we won. There you um, go. <laughs> but the the. Um, <laughs> The, I think the thing to me is, is you know, injuries. And Jalen Hurts' shoulder concerns me a lot more than Patrick Mahomes' ankle because we saw Patrick Mahomes play very well against the Bengals, which he had to. But we also saw the Eagles limp into the Super Bowl being that, you know, they played the Giants, then they played uh, the quarterbackless 49ers, um, you know, I just I, – I don't see a way uh, for Jalen Hurts to, you know, use his legs and short game – short passing game enough to, you know, pull it out against the Chiefs. I got the Chiefs with you, but I want it to be 28-21, so I hit my box. Thanks, there you, you go. Have a great day, brother. Anthony, it's all about the box. Congratulations. 100%. And you're right about Jalen Hurts. You know, we spend most of the time, you know, Mahomes and his ankle is what gets all the attention here with the injury because Hertz has been nursing the shoulder thing a lot longer than Mahomes has been nursing the ankle. But, you know, Anthony's spot on. You know, we truly don't know how healthy Jalen Hurts is with the shoulder because he really didn't have to do much in these two playoff games. And even in the NFC Championship game, you know, for as great of a season as he had and as much as he has been a contributing factor, of course, for this offense, I mean, you think he only totaled 160 yards of offense. You know, he had 120 passing yards, and he barely had to do anything on the ground. So it's not like he lit up the 49ers, and granted, he didn't have to, but, you know, it's it's an unknown right now. And Kansas City's defense, here's what I'll say about Kansas City's defense. Is it the strength of their team? No, of course not. But what they've done this year is that they've managed to incorporate a lot of youth, especially in that secondary and in the back end, and they're a faster defense. So when you talk about the speed that Philadelphia is able to throw out there offensively, Kansas City could be able to keep up and might have their match. You know, especially those couple of dudes in, at, at the corner position. You know, those guys have made some big plays already in some of these games, like the Jalen Watsons of the world and Williams. I mean, they've stepped up here in, in big spots and made big you know, game-changing plays already for that Chiefs defense. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow. Let's say hi to uh, Danny in Long Island up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Danny, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing good. Middle of my five-mile walk. Thanks for talking me through it. What mile uh, are you in, Dan? Let me ask. 3.3, according to my nice. uh, phone here. 
There you go. Keep it going. But, but listen, I uh, appreciate uh, the Steelers fan revisiting that Super Bowl. But remember, not only did the Raiders overreact by taking that safety, the oh, Jets said, I Neil know. O'Donnell, he's our I guy. Know. we got to have deal. Imagine <laughs> Hey, yep. think about this with Neil O'Donnell. And you want it like at the time, it was one of the, the, the highest con- or the, the most lucrative contracts that were out there in the NFL. It was five years, $25 million. Nowadays, like that's what the backup quarterback gets. You know what I mean? And that's what Neil yep. O'Donnell got to come over and be the starter for the Jets. Brought us the uh, Cordell Stewart years, which was two AFC championship game losses to future Hall of Famer John Elway. But listen, I agree. Before we get to Super Bowl, I agree completely. More, ba- more bad Bill Cower AFC championship game losses at home. Well, he lost it. He lost a lot of them to, to Hall of Famers. I will say that he lost a lot of playoff games to Jim Kelly. He lost games to John Elway. The game that keeps me up in the middle of the night was the Stan loss Humphreys. to the uh, the Chargers. That yep. was the bad one. Yeah. But listen, I agree with you about. Uh, about Aaron Rodgers, I'm staying away. My only question is, it keeps me up at night, he's in total darkness. How are you going to the bathroom? Are, you, are they just taking you out four days later, like defecation everywhere? What, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, total darkness means I can't see a toilet bowl. Is there a toilet bowl in the room? How do you find it? Dan, that These is the only thing I want to know about. I'm sorry. That is an excellent question. Because there's are we be, talking about Andy be... Dufresne, solitary confinement, or Steve McQueen, nice room with a window? There's yeah, what are we talking be about? a bathroom break, right? I mean, there ha- because he said they're throwing you meals, right? He said they're throwing you meals in the hole or in the ditch or wherever the hell he is. So it's a room. my it's only a room. guess it's a is building. if there's not going to be any sort of like functional organized bathroom time, maybe the meals are, you know, consistent on like rice or something that's like really binding, for example, which is not like going to, you know, make you possibly have to use bathroom time and so on and so forth. But they got to give you water, don't they? And I mean, so you're going to have to if you're you know, in use complete, facility somehow. If you're in complete darkness, how do I find the meal? How do I know what I mean? Can I find my fork? Total darkness means you can't see your hand in front of your face. But anyway, getting on to the game. They're gonna, what are they going to do? Drag this? Got to be on some mind-altering drugs. I'm sorry. Getting on to the game. You know, I'm expecting a high-scoring game. My heart tells me Mahomes is the best player in the field. But the Eagles have a much better team up and down the lineup. And, but you're right. The interesting thing is that the Eagles didn't get pressed in the playoffs. Didn't have to play. They didn't have to play against the 49ers because of what happened. So we don't know how limited the quarterback is. We don't know how the off because they didn't have to. I always laugh when teams say, "Well, our defense only let up 17 points." I go, "Yeah, because the other team knew you weren't going to score, so they didn't press the issue." So we don't really know what the Eagles are capable of doing. The Chiefs do not have the 49ers defense. I know that. I can. I, I can make book on that. No, of course. So not. I expect a high-scoring game across the board. That who wins? I don't know. Money line, I'd probably go. I'd probably take the uh, the Chiefs on the money line. I the spread's not enough to me to think it'll make a difference. So you're still on the Chiefs, Dan. Dan thanks for the phone call. Good phone call. Good luck with the run. Uh, get through the five miles there. And then you know that's the thing. I mean, in a game like that, that's always been my attitude. You know, if it's almost like a coin flip game, give me the team that's got the best player. But, you know, you've also seen circumstances, like I said, it works both ways. Teams that aren't really tested very much in the playoffs, they go into the Super Bowl and they roll sometimes. You know, the 85 Bears weren't tested in the, in the playoffs either. You know, they bullied the Giants in the divisional round. They shut out the Rams in the championship game. And then they go into the Super Bowl and they bludgeon the Patriots. I think 46 to 10. You know, and that was as great a defense as you're ever going to see. So it, it works both ways. The danger of tomorrow 
is if you want to rewind, you know, about 10 years or close to 10 years to the Super Bowl that we had here. What was that? The 2013 season, right? With, um, because I mentioned it a little while ago, with the Broncos and the Seahawks. You had the Broncos come in as the big bad offense. Remember, they set records that year for most points in a season by a team. You had Manning, who was the MVP. They had all those receivers and Demarius Thomas and Decker and, and uh, Wes Welker, for example. And you thought, you know, Adam Gase was the one calling plays. And then they go in there and they just get punched in the mouth by the Legion of Boom and the Seattle Seahawks, and it was a bludgeon. So we'll see. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than that tomorrow because, I don't know, there's something about Mahomes. And even in the Super Bowl that he lost a couple of years ago against the Buccaneers, you remember that game, his offensive line gave him no chance. He was running for his life. And I just went back the other day, as a matter of fact, and was watching some highlights of that Super Bowl. You're reminded about he went out there and literally was playing one against 11 at times and was running for his life and was doing some, like, Matrix stuff to where he was contorting his body in, like, midair, like, sidearm making throws as he's going to the ground and still putting the ball right in the hands of his receivers and they couldn't make the plays. So don't put anything past this dude because he's as physically gifted a guy as we've had playing the quarterback position probably in a good long while. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Grasa Show till noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. St. John's going to tip it off at the top of the hour out of Carnesecca. They're playing host to Providence. Um, look, St. John's is going to need a miracle if they want to be going dancing this year, and that would mean probably winning the Big East tournament because that's the only way I think they're getting into the dance. Um, you know, they have hit a funk here. That loss that they had to Butler the other night at uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse was a bad one there at the end, and uh, just, I mean, the problem with St. John's is they're, they're just not getting any better. You know, like, it seems like they're stuck in neutral here, and I don't know how much time Mike Anderson or they're going to give Mike Anderson with this team. I really and truly don't, but it, it's... You know, you're St. John's. I mean, you're, you're, you're near the bottom of the Big East. And the Big East is good, don't get me wrong, but it's not like a juggernaut Big East. I mean, it's extremely top-heavy, and then you got a couple of teams who were kind of middle of the pack there. But, you know, St. John's is not a team that you look at right now and you give any serious sort of consideration of, oh, yeah, absolutely, they can play with the big boys. They just can't. You know, Seton Hall's one of those teams right now. They're, they're on the proverbial bubble. 
when you're looking at the conference. And, you know, they had a chance a few nights ago when they had Creighton come into the Prudential Center, and that would have been one of those big-time resume builders if they could have got that win. They didn't. Creighton actually um, smacked them around pretty good. So Seton Hall tonight is on the road. They're going to go to Villanova. Beating Villanova is not going to sway the committee one way or the other, but, you know, just got to keep stacking up wins, I think, if you're Seton Hall. And, um, you know, Rutgers will try to get back on the uh, in the win column today. They go to Illinois to play the Illini coming up this afternoon. They had a tough one the other night at Indiana. Uh, hung around a little bit, you know, but then fell short at the very end. Indiana's playing some good basketball. I'm not worried about, you know, Rutgers getting Rutgers is in. The question is it's all about seeding for them, you know. I think right now you're probably somewhere around a five, maybe a six. But, hey, you tell me I'm a five seed going to the NCAA tournament, I take that any day of the week. So those are the uh, the major college basketball events coming up for uh, later on today, of course, here in our tri-state area. The major programs, of course. Uh, Richard in Manhattan, he's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Richard, good morning. How the heck are you? Hi, Dan. You know, Simmons, Ben Simmons is coming off the bench now for the Nets, which I think will help him. I think that's a good thing. Maybe he'll play 25 minutes a game. And if he contributes six assists, eight rebounds, nine points, we'll take that from him. Yeah, but for what he's expected to do and what they're supposed to, you know, what they're paying him to do, I mean, he's not a bench, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not expected to be just like a bench player type of guy. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe he will, you know, no no, no one thought Dennis Eckersley would be a relief pitcher either, right? But we'll see. We don't know. Let's see what happens. Uh, you know, yeah, but the, again, Ben Simmons you, ain't going to the Hall of Fame. That's the difference. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, we didn't know Eckersley was going to the Hall of Fame. That's at that true. Time. At that point, we didn't know. Right. We didn't know. Of course not. That was a new thing, thinking out of the box, you know. Uh, as far as Philadelphia and Kansas City, you know, they have a baseball connection. Do you know their baseball connection, Dan? The uh, Kansas City Athletics. That's right. When the Philadelphia Athletics left Philadelphia, after Connie Mack died and he owned the team for 50 years, they moved to Kansas City. So mm-hmm. the older fans will still remember all of that. Uh, just think what's happened in New York in the last four months. Four of the greatest athletes were up for, you know, we didn't know which way they would go. Three of them left. DeGron, Durant, and Irving left. Thank God we kept Judge. So that was that's okay. A, you, know, that's a, you know what, Richard? That's a real good point. You know, because obviously you want to incorporate as me- as much top talent as you possibly can in in your you know surrounding area because that's how you know the eyeballs are going to be on them. It's the big city; they're going to get the most attention. And really, you think about it: three of those guys are no longer here. Now, one left on his own. The other two, well, I, I guess you could say that they left. They all left on their own because the other two demanded a trade, and the organization accommodated them. But Degrom was the one who just decided to go sign with another team. Right. Uh, you know, Dan, uh, as far as betting on the game, the more important thing for tomorrow's game is it a good game. And I, I would think at Sports Talk Radio, that's all you guys care about. You want people talking about that game for a few days, at least after the game. That's what the important. Now, we want to talk about what happened, what the coach did do or didn't do, or a player, what he did or didn't do, and it would have changed this. That's the whole big thing tomorrow, because you know we all like getting on the radio talking what you would have done and what that shouldn't have been done. So I think that no matter who wins tomorrow, as long as it's a good game, no controversy, and a game where we're talking about it at least four or five days after the game, as far as strategy or things that were done or a coach's call, 
that's the biggest thing I think tomorrow but can bring out. I, I look, I, I mean, Richard, that goes without saying, and I thank you for the phone call. Here, here's the difference, though. Like, if you give me a game tomorrow that's on par with the AFC championship game, like the Cincinnati-Kansas City game, I'll take that. So I thought that was a good game. Now, the unfortunate part about that game is that you had some officiating blunders in it. And hopefully, hopefully, we can get through that one tomorrow without the officials having to insert themselves into the conversation. Like when we talk about the game on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, hopefully the officiating is not going to be a big theme of this because they should stay the hell out of it. And I scratched my head when he had the commissioner a couple of days ago at his you know, State of the Union press conference that he gave at the Super Bowl. You know, they asked him about officiating, and he said, I think the officiating's never been better. I I mean, look, I expect him to be supportive and not to throw them under the bus. But I would have probably elected to say something if I was him and saying, well, you know what, they have a difficult job. It's tough to officiate a game like that. Instead of coming out and doubling down and saying, you know, the officiating has never been better. Raj, what game are you watching? You're not watching the same game as we are. How can you say that it's never been better? It's it's never been worse. (laughs) It's never been worse. And can you imagine, you know what's funny, can you imagine if we didn't even have the aid of replay and all this technology, think about how much they would be blowing these calls. Because you at least, when they do screw up, you would hope more often than not that by having the video replay, it's going to be able to right some of those wrongs. But think back in the day before you even had instant replay. Oh my, and look, it's not easy Because the game is played as fast a pace as it's ever been played. The athletes are bigger, stronger, faster than they've ever been. So, yeah, that part is difficult. But you still got a job to do. You know, and normally if you don't get the job done, they just go find someplace else or find somebody else. Not coming out and saying the officiating's never been better. I mean, you you, you can't say that. Not in the, the wake of what we've been seeing. I mean, in the AFC Championship game, you got teams getting, you know, extra downs for crying out loud, do-overs. I mean, how do you say that it's, it's, it's never been better? They're literally, like, rewriting the rules in the middle of these games. 800-919-3776. We'll close it out on the phones and a couple of baseball thoughts before we get out of Dodge as well. Dan Gross' show Till the top on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By the way, Johnny's today are playing Providence at MSG. It's not a Carnesec. It said it was a Carnesec on ESPN.com, so a bad job by the, uh, the old website there on the worldwide internet. 
It's at MSG. And Andre Corbello is not going to be playing today. Coach's decision, so God knows what he did. Um, he's always been one of these weird dudes. I mean, he was at Illinois last year, and you know I think they kind of tired of him, and that's why he transferred over to St. John's and hasn't paid off like they would have hoped. Um, let's say hi to Michael and Newark up next here on 98.7. Mike, how are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you today? What's up, Mike? Not much, man. I'm used to talking to you at night. <laughs> It's all but, good. Um, Night, day, uh, same deal. Yeah, I just wanted to make a quick point. Uh, the past couple of weeks, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about. So the easiest way to stop a pass rush is screen passes and quick outs, right? Yep. For, out of the backfield. I'm talking about the backs here. And because Claude Edwards-Hilaire is back, and I know Andy Reid is a, is a marvelous game planner, and he, if he's been looking at what I've been looking at, when the Eagles have had trouble this year, it's been running backs catching the ball out of the backfield combined with the run game. In that first and second quarter, the first half, look for a lot of screen passes, a lot of quick outs, a lot of short stuff. Because once that defensive line starts thinking about having to get to the quarterback, they aren't going to be moving as quick. And then that's when you're going to see Kelsey and Tony get their touches and make big plays. The thing about you're, you're absolutely right about that. You let the pass rush get up the field. You screen them to death. And like you said, they have the athletes to be able to make it happen. Don't forget about my guy, Isaiah Pacheco, of course, from Rutgers, who's been great. I'm yep. curious about Edwards Alaire, though, because he has missed as much time as he has. You know, is that somebody that they're comfortable just throwing in there and him being a major part of this game well, plan tomorrow? I'm not sure. More of a decoy. So here's the thing, right? Because Pacheco and McKinnon kind of play off each other, even if Edwards Hilaire is in there for five or six plays and he only gets two touches, the fact that you know Clyde the Glide can catch the ball and go at any point in time, you have to respect it. So, he, I, I don't know. I, I just don't. And then what do you do with McKinnon, for example? You know what I mean? It's just I, 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 it's tricky. And then look, Kansas City has options. That's the great part yeah. about this thing, and that's why it's so difficult to forecast because, you know, people talk about, you know, the Eagles and this explo- – and, and they do too. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's why both of these teams are here because they're the two best teams. But, you know, it, the Chiefs' offense is more than just Patrick Mahomes. That's what people, I think, sleep on a little bit just because it's easy to fall into that trap because of how great he is. It's because he touches the ball every play. But you got to understand, like, he's, he's – when you look at his stats this year – He's been distributing way more to everybody. It's not just Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey. It's just Kelsey makes the big plays because Valdez Scantling is taking the safety with him when he goes deep. Because Juju Smith, you got to respect that double move. And now that they got Tony, those linebackers are going to be not so close to the line of scrimmage because you got to worry about that crossing route and that deep drag. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for the Eagles to defend this. And I don't think they've seen an offense this explosive, this dynamic, and this balanced all year. Mike, it's a great chess match, and I, and I thank you for the phone call, my friend. You get back to us, um, number one pass offense against the number one pass defense. Which one is going to win out? Normally in these Super Bowl games, whenever it's like the top offense versus the top defense, it's always the defense that generally prevails. But, you know, these are particular areas. I, I, I think it's going to be fascinating, really. And don't forget, we're going to do a special show for you tomorrow, 11 a.m., 11 at 2, um, on Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be all over the game bets props everything you need to know we'll have it for you tomorrow we'll have some fun peeling back that game from all possible layers real quick i wanted to just talk about the upcoming world baseball classic i don't know how many of you are into it i could frankly care less as as far as i'm concerned get me real baseball i'd rather sit there and watch spring training with the mets and the yanks and you know getting ready for the season as opposed to the wbc i I just it does nothing for me i know a lot of people love it but it just doesn't move the needle for me. That being said, 
the locals are going to have some representation on these rosters in the tournament, the Mets more so than the Yankees. Mets are going to have 10 guys on their 40-man roster that are going to be away at the WBC during uh, spring training. And I mean important names, too. Pete Alonso, Edwin Diaz, Jeff McNeil, Francisco Lindor, Jose Quintana, Eduardo Escobar, among others. Yankees, on the other hand, just four guys. Nestor Cortez, Jonathan Lewisica, Kyle Agashioka, and Gleyber Torres. So, you know, the big guns when you're talking about Rodon and Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge and even Stanton. Uh, Stanton's played in it in the past. They said thanks but no thanks this year. So, in my opinion, edge Yankees, because if you're a fan, the last thing I would want were to be one of my players potentially getting injured to where it's going to impact the upcoming season playing in some glorified tournament that not everybody even really cares about. You know, and I understand that maybe there's some more, you know, national pride for some of the players from some of the, you know, the other countries, certainly the Latin countries take this thing very seriously and more power to them, let them. But as far as I'm concerned, I worry about keeping my guys healthy for the 162 game season. You know, your Met fan, Steve Cohen spent, you know, eight gazillion dollars on the team this year with the payroll and the luxury tax. You won 101 games last year. You fell short. You want to do everything you can to make sure that you're in as best position as possible to have more success when the playoffs come around next year and to stay healthy and to have a great season. Yankees, the same thing. You know, you're spending an arm and a leg. You incorporated all this talent in the offseason. You judge was a fortune. You spend a gazillion dollars on Rodon. Keep your guys healthy. Go win the American League East again. That's the goal, not the WBC. Anyway, that is it for us today. Want to thank Harvey and Joe. Want to thank you guys for calling in, being a part of the program. Remember, we're back with you tomorrow, 11 a.m. on Super Bowl Sunday, getting you ready for the Chiefs and the Eagles. Islander Hockey coming up next, everybody. Dan Gross is saying so long here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.